Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everyone. Shep Hyken here on Amazing Business Radio on the C-Suite Network, and I'm excited about today's interview with Gadi Shamia. He is the Chief Operating Officer of TalkDesk, which is one of the leading call center software providers in the support and call center industry. And I ran across TalkDesk, coincidentally, because they called me. And I knew just a little bit about them, but as I started to learn more and more about them, I became very excited. They actually invited me to speak at a couple of their upcoming road shows that are happening this month and next month. So if you're listening to this show in August, later in August, we're going to be, uh, I'm going to be in Chicago at one of the road shows. And then in September, they're going to be in New York, Austin, Texas. And I believe they're going to London. I think it's going to be in September as well. But if not, you can go to talkdesk.com forward slash roadshow and you can find out more information about that. But the reason I'm excited about Gotti on the show today is he is the chief operating officer of the company. He is involved in the trenches day in and day out thinking about what's happening in the world of customer service. So I knew to prepare for this interview, I was going to write down some questions. I've never met him before, uh, but I have some questions, and I'm hoping we're going to get some great answers. I'm pretty sure we are. I've listened to a couple of interviews that he's done in the past with others, and I am excited. We're going to talk about what's happening with the changing customers' expectations in terms of the service that they uh, expect from support centers. And I know that service is not just about people doing business with people. In other words, a support rep talking to the agent. But we're going to talk about how artificial intelligence and chatbots are sneaking into this world and really uh, creating a better experience for customers. We're going to talk about what trends are taking place in the customer service world. So it's going to be a great show. Don't go away. We're going to be right back. And when we do, we're going to be talking with Mr. Gotti Shami. This is Amazing Business Radio. If you like what you're hearing on Amazing Business Radio, and I know you do, then you can get much more of this information all you have to do is go to my website, hyken.com. That's www.hyken.com. Fill out the subscribe to the shepherd letter form, and each week you will get an article that contains a business tip, stories, much more, all about customer service and experience delivered straight to your inbox. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to always be amazing. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio, and I promised you an amazing interview today. And again, it will happen. We are going to be talking with Gadi Shamia of TalkDesk. He's the COO, the Chief Operating Officer, and uh, TalkDesk is the world's leading call center software uh, startup company, and they have just been around for a short time, but I'm going to tell you, they are growing fast, making uh, making a good name for themselves in this industry, and I thought, we have an opportunity to talk to a guy that's running the company about what's going on, not just to talk to us, but what's going on in the world of customer service, customer communication, and all the issues related to that. So, Gotti, welcome to Amazing Business Radio. Thank you. Glad to be here. So let's start off real quick, uh, and, and so we get some reference of who you are and, and what you've been doing. Give us a short, the short bio. 
I, I realize that at some some point of age, or some age, you, you don't provide bios anymore because you're just too old. Um, it's like no asking a lady for age. Uh, but I've been oh I've no, been I'm no, offended. It's, like this. it's it's just what do you talk about when you've been doing what you do for 20 years? But um, so the short version is uh, I've been an enterprise software for almost my entire career. Uh, started a company uh, actually in Tel Aviv uh, that SAP acquired. Um, years later, uh, this product became SMB flagship, uh, so SAP's flagship SMB business, uh, SAP Business One. Um, Post SAP, spent spent some time at at uh, some uh, other great Silicon Valley companies like EchoSign and Intact, Adobe, um, Rich Local, Post and through IPO, and then found myself at at TalkDesk. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I just dropped a few little names in there, like SAP and Adobe, and yeah. So you've had some great experience, and and give us uh, the quick, you know, uh, the short version of what TalkDesk is, so everybody has some reference as to where you're coming from today. So we are a cloud-based contact center platform, uh, which means we are uh, the, the, the software and the platform that connects agents to um, uh, to their to their customers in real time, and predominantly through voice conversations, but also through other channels like SMS uh, and video. And uh, this, the special sauce about Doctus is that first of all, we are 100% the cloud. There's no telephony, there's no hardware to install. Uh, you can work from ev- everywhere, you can set up and manage your contact center from everywhere. Um, and the other is we. we we really focus about this customer interaction um, and how effective this interaction is, and we do it by empowering the agents. At the end of the day, uh, the user interface we have uh, with the customers of our customers is an agent. Uh, so we do everything we can to make this agent more effective and more productive uh, so they can serve their customers better. And the nice thing is, uh, since you are in the cloud, people don't have to be specifically in a call center as like a large building with a lot of people. They can be spread out. They can be, you might have different people handling support from maybe uh, different offices around the world, you know, different divisions of a company. Yeah, well, one of my favorite pictures is sometimes customers sharing pictures of their employees and they, they sit on a sofa and, and was, was uh, per headsets and work or they work from home. We, ha- we had a customer that uh, wanted to move to 24 by 7 support and they're in the uh, northeast of the, of the U.S. and their employees refused to stay until midnight uh, for the midnight shifts or come to work at midnight for the night shifts because of snow. And before they moved to us, they could not provide 24 by 7 support because employees wanted to uh, take this night shift from home. And after they switched to us, now the employees can can take calls from everywhere, and it makes their uh, their contact center operations so much more flexible. Wow, and, and employees like that. And I'd like to come back to that, the importance of listening to employees and, in some cases, giving employees the environment that makes them most efficient, uh, most uh uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Most engaged with the company, which engages them with the customer. But let's come back to to that. I'll, I'll, I'll make a note. Why is TalkDesk different than other people who and other companies that do what seems like similar to what you do? I mean, you, you have a competitive advantage. What is it? So you know, the first one it sounds surprising. We're young. Um, we started a company five years ago, uh, built on the most modern, flexible technology, and we're not we're not bound uh, by some of the really complicated technical problems that uh, the, the previous generation uh, had to deal with. Uh, when companies, when the, when the uh, first cloud uh, call center solutions uh, um, were created in, in the year two thousand ninety-nine, they had to build. Their, their unique infrastructure from scratch, and they build a proprietary, complicated infrastructure. And if you think of what they've done, 
80% of what they had to do was build this infrastructure and, and it left very little for uh, room for innovation. Uh, we came to this world, luckily, uh, 10 years later with um, technology that enabled us to really focus on the software and the intelligence of the software and on the open platform. So if you, if you um, uh, now ask what does it mean from a customer perspective, it means that we are radically simpler to manage and maintain than any other solution. So it's much quicker to get doctors up and running, but actually more importantly, it's so much easier to, easier to, um, to uh, maintain it over time. You, most of our customers go through multiple um, iterations of business changes and they don't want to be stuck with a product that uh, is the same product implemented the same way two, three years later. Uh, we have a customer that started with us three years ago with 26 users, and now it's 1,500 users. You can imagine how many times they had to go and change and iterate and update. And if you, you have an inflexible solution and a hard-to-maintain solution, uh, you just don't do as much, um, and, and it's very expensive. Yeah. Second difference is we build the product as an open platform. Uh, so out of the box, Doctors integrates with about 30 CRM solutions. And when I say out of the box, it's truly out of the box. It's flipping some switches and you integrate to Salesforce or integrate to Zendesk or integrate to, uh, um, to Slack and, and many other solutions. And, as, and the other side of it, we launch UpConnect, which is our own platform where from our UI, um, our customers can install uh, dozens of, of applications that make their agents more effective and their supervisors uh, are more knowledgeable. So the, the, the product was designed to be open and designed not to be an island uh, and interact with any other piece of technology you're using. And the third piece of it is, is intelligence. We're, we are trying to um, empower the agent to speak with the customers. At the end of the day, when you call customer service, you don't do it because you have to. You do it because self-service failed you. You try to solve a problem on the website, you try to do it through the mobile app, um, but there is no option there or you understand the option or your problem is just too complicated. So when you call, you don't expect someone to just read a script to you. You expect an intelligent agent to understand, know who you are, understand your problem, can show empathy uh, if you're really upset and solve the problem for you. So a lot of what we do is try to, to empower these agents with as much information as we can uh, so they can create this Im immediate connection with a customer, show this empathy, understand the problem, and solve it real quick. So, and, and I'll, I'll say that your product doesn't help somebody become more empathetic, but what your product does do is it gives uh, the agent information that they can do you so they don't have to ask a hundred of the questions that the last two or three support people had asked. They have that information in front of them. They know who the customer is. They know the profile about them. And, and so soft training skills, uh, that's another department. But I get it. So there, here's the lesson I'm taking away. It's not, it, we're just going to use your company as, as a role model. Number one, you said you made it easy. One of the reasons you're able to make it easy is because you weren't the pioneer of the concept, so to speak. You came in when an infrastructure had already been laid, and and you came in with a product that's cloud-based, easier to use, and, and I think that any time any company can come into any industry, look at the competitors, look at what it's about, and say, okay, I can use some of what they have, but this is let's 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 raise the stakes here. Let's make it easier. You you talked about um, oh boy no oh I, I use the word non friction um, no or no friction. I think that's a big part of it. If I'm going to grow from a hundred people to a thousand and ultimately ten thousand to do this the easiest way possible, and finally, you know, I think information is powerful, and the information that you're able to give your 
the reps who are using your product, uh, the more information you give them, the more empowered they are because they have the knowledge. Knowledge is power. And when you give people power and they're properly uh, educated and they have the information they need, then they are empowered. All right. So let's get exactly. Into- and and I, want, I want to tell you a quick story be- sure. because I think you summarized it beautifully. So a couple of weeks ago, I was flying to um, uh, to, to Canada and I had a connection in, in um, Minneapolis and flew with an, was a major airline that rhymes with Meta. Yeah, well, let's see. Um, and, uh, Minneapolis was the first clue. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, land, land there, and it was about a two hours delay, and I missed my connection. Last flight during the day, um, and I cannot make it to my meeting the next day in Toronto. Um, when I call uh, the customer services of this company trying to resolve this issue, um, you know, gets compensated because I had to buy my own ticket uh, instead and so on, uh, I tell you what I, what I expected. I expected they would know that I'm – Probably going to be really upset. They're going to answer right away. They're going to be. They're going to. They're going to immediately acknowledge the problem and solve it. Uh, and you know, maybe I'll give them another chance. Instead of that, I called them and waited 45 minutes on the line. So not only did they, did, they, did they waste 10 hours on me getting to my destination, now I was waiting for 45 minutes on the line. And when the agent uh, picked up the phone. She asked me who I am, what's my name, how do I spell it, what's my reservation number, and then she, it, she it was a big smile. Said, "So how is your day, Mr. Shamia?" So you should know that my day is a mess. You created it as a company. I don't want you to ask me this. I want to answer right away and say, "Good afternoon, Mr. Shamia. I see that you're delayed uh, and you didn't make you make your flight. You missed your destination. I'm so sorry if it happened. How can I make it better for you?" Imagine how different this conversation would have been. Same agent, same company, same everything, same mistake that happened. The issue was not the mistake. Mistakes happen, flights get delayed. The issue was the script, the fact that the agent on the other side did not have the information uh, in front of her to really solve the problem right away and empathize with me. So we cannot turn agent to be empathetic. We can't. But if we give them the, inform- the information, they're human beings. They know it, it, right. it's horrible to, uh, to to miss a flight and be 10 hours late. They, they can make this connection, but we have to give them this information so they can make it right away instead of getting the call on the, on the wrong note and then spend the rest of it trying to work your way out of it. Right, and that's why that comment, information is power and power allows you to empower. Man, we gotta we got to tweet that one out. That's a good one. So- <laughs> you, you can absolutely tweet that. <laughs> All right, great. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a real short break. When we come back, I have a, a number of questions I want to ask you about trends that are taking place in customer communication. I wrote these down as we're talking because, I mean, you're doing this every day, day in and day out. You're dealing with, with customers. What's changed about customers' expectations? I have um, a philosophy on, on this. Uh, I talk a lot about it, but I want to hear your take because you are right there day-to-day working with your clients who are working with their customers. So we have been talking with Gadi Shamia from TalkDesk, and uh, don't go away. We'll be right back. Now, if customer service is the new marketing and content marketing is one of the hottest marketing trends, then it makes sense that your customer service and experience strategy would include a content marketing strategy. 
Delivering relevant content, not blatant promotional content, is a great part of the value that you can bring to your customers. You can become an influential voice in your industry, which ultimately creates more leads, loyalty, and brand recognition. And that's where PowerPost comes in. The solution will help you be more organized and efficient in the way you publish and post content to social channels, websites, blogs, uh, do emails, and much more. You can schedule when to publish and when to share content. And the team at PowerPost can also provide strategic consultation and services to help your brand evolve into a modern-day marketer. So turn your company into a publishing machine that adds value to your customer's experience. And learn more about PowerPost at www. PowerPost.digital. That's www.powerpost.digital. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio on the C-Suite Network, talking with Gadi Shamia from TalkDesk, originally from Tel Aviv, now living in San Francisco. Is that right? This is correct. Gloomy, right. uh, gloomy and cloudy San Francisco, believe it or not. And it's raining in August. Oh, it never rains. In, well, then no, you're not in Southern California. But I am in beautiful St. Louis, Missouri, where it's perfect today. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about what's taking place in customer communication today. What's, what's big? What are the hot topics? Not that it's similar to other places, uh, a really hot topic is data and information and, and accessibility for this data. And, and this is one area where uh, we should, if you stop and think about it, it's really obvious, but um, I guess most people don't think about it that much or as much as I do. Um, if, if you think of the, of the way customer service is delivered today, it's really, it's really reserved now to the very top of the type of problems that you're going um, to call for. 20 years ago, we talk about airlines. So 20 years ago, if you if you uh, want to book a ticket or reserve a seat or change anything, you had to call. You had to call for every single interaction with a company. Uh, and, and therefore, it was very transactional. Um, I don't think anybody really cared about any one conversation because it was part of how um, how companies actually just transacted, uh, not that it's similar to just having a system to to, uh, um, to process credit cards. Today, if you, th- if you think of the amount of self service between 20 years ago, let's think 95, 97, and today, uh, we can do almost everything uh, with our phones or with, with browsers. We can get a car, we can get a meal, we can reserve a, t- a ticket, we can change a ticket, we can cancel. So self service now is doing tens of thousands of percents more than it used to do only 20 years ago. And then you ask yourself, so why do people call customer service? They do when self-service fails them. Right. And in the route of, of uh, fading through the various options in self-service, companies can collect a lot of data that will be very useful, A, to fix self-service, because at the end of the day, we don't want as consumers to call customer service. So they can use it to fix self-service, but they can also empower the agent. So I think the biggest change um, between now and, and maybe 10 years ago is that we now understand that we have so much information uh, that we can provide the the, uh, the customer before they even call us. And when they call us, we have to kind of harvest this information in order to treat them more effectively. And this call is really, really important now because you only call when everything else failed versus a decade ago, you called because this was the option. Right. You know, it, I know it's, it was hard, either go visit I know it's hard person to remember. Or, or call. Yeah, just just a decade. It's hard to remember. Yeah. A decade ago, you couldn't get a car without calling someone. 
And today, you, you use Uber and Lyft and our customer Juno, uh, and you can easily do that. But just a decade ago, it couldn't. So call is not something that we prefer to do. Call is something we have to do when self-service fails us. I think this is a really big difference. It, it makes the agent so much more important than it used to be uh, 10 or 20 years ago. When you had a day that, that uh, looked like 99 calls that were uh, making reservations and just taking orders and typing them into a computer, it didn't really matter who you were. Uh, when you have a day that have 99 calls that are all about real complicated, even 30 calls or 20 calls, that are all real complicated uh, problems, there's a huge risk here for the company, but also a huge opportunity because your customer is talking, talking to you and you can turn a customer around and bring them to your side and in many cases upsell and, and, and create more value. I, I want to give you one example. Uh, one of our customers, Shopify, which is a mm-hmm. really admired company and, and like their customers, Shopify. yeah, they have hundreds of thousands of custom, SMB customers that, that love them. And one of the principles is we want our customers never to wait. We want the phone to ring and somebody to pick it up, no complicated routing, no IVR. We want a smart agent answers the phone. And they have hundreds and hundreds of agents doing that every day. And the reason is, they see results from it. They see results in, in more usage of their platform. They see results in revenue. They see results in customer satisfaction. So they want people to call uh, if they have a problem. So they will do, on one hand, they will do their best to prevent this problem to, to, to occur. But if there's a question or confusion, they just want you to call right away because they know this causes an opportunity to connect with a customer and build long-term relationship that pays off um, both to the customer and Shopify. And this win-win approach was not here a decade ago. It was much more transactional. Yeah, I get it. And and so I, I want to jump back to something you talked about uh, with self-service. Companies don't realize if they invest a little bit of money and effort into a self-service solution, several things happen. I want you to confirm this and expand on it. Number one, it saves them money in the long term, actually in the very short term, because it pays off very quickly. If you can train your customers, as the airlines, since you use them as an example, did so well to go online, book a ticket. Um, and by the way, they didn't create this self-service solution just to save money. They created it because it truly created, it made a better experience for their customers, for the passengers. So you create a good self-service solution. Several things happen. Number one, customers get their answers quicker. They're happier. That turns into happy customers, turned into potentially uh, repeat customers. Repeat turns into ultimately loyalty if you're lucky. But the other thing is, just as you mentioned, it frees the agents up. Instead of having to take an order for a reservation or whatever, it frees them up to deal with the more complicated issues. So self-service, some people still think that self-service is a way to, uh, for the company to avoid talking to the customer. I see it the exact opposite. How do you feel? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm usually reacting pretty negatively when people ask me about strategy to deflect calls. Um, and, and can we do it on the IVR? Can we deflect this call on the other? And, and my recommendation to customers is if somebody picked up the phone and want to call you, just speak with them. Don't deflect this call. You have an opportunity and, and you, it, it's, it's, almost, um, it's almost silly sometimes because you're going to see a company will have 100 business development people calling customers or calling prospects on one side. And then you have customer service on the other side, not trying to speak with customers, call them. 100% connection rate guaranteed versus, you know, quarter of percent connection rate on the other side. So I always, first of all, I, I want to, I want customers to stop thinking about deflecting calls. Don't deflect calls. If somebody want to call you, yep. let them call you. 
the way to deflect calls, the way to have fewer calls, if you want to have fewer calls, is really just build a better product. It's very simple. Build more options <laughs> options to your product uh, that don't require um, as many calls. And let me give you actually a great example from a company that usually get uh, bed press, Uber. Uh, Uber had, uh, you know how sometimes you, order, you you get an Uber and, and uh, you, the, the driver is not showing up and you have to cancel the um, uh, the trip and they charge you $5 if it's more than five minutes. And Uber used to have to deal with each one of this request manually. Um, you, you customer service, they review the case, they reply to you. Uh, this this is this caused frustration and Uber end up uh, creating an algorithm that judges whether your um, uh, your request for this $5 refund is justified, justified or not. So all you need to do is Ask for it, and if Uber, if the algorithm deem it to be um, uh, to be justifiable, you get the five dollars back. You never talk with anyone. It's a click of a button. Uh, it's completely effortless for the customer, and obviously it costs nothing on the other side in customer service costs. This is great. This is not deflecting a call. This is taking something which was cumbersome and complicated, and nobody enjoyed it. Neither the customer nor uh, nor Uber, and just automate it through great UI and great technology. And now this problem went away. So now all this set of requests went away and, and uh, the agent at Uber can deal with more complicated problems like, you know, a driver was doing this to me or speaking appropriately or driving too fast or whatever the thing is that will affect their long-term relationship with the customer. And I, I applaud for this kind of initiatives because they don't deflect calls. They minimize them and, and create room for the more important calls that will really create a long-term bond between a brand and a customer. All right. So everybody listen in. Call deflection. Put that in the anti side of things. Do not do it. Uh, a deflection is nothing more than a way to alienate your customer at the end of the day. Embrace every opportunity. And even if it's the most ridiculous, simple question, they should have gone online and figured it out themselves. Look at it as an opportunity to prove that the customer made the right decision when they chose to do business with you. All right, we're starting to run out of time. I, I want to cover one other topic with you before we do, and uh, I'm just going to warn you, as soon as we're done with this, I'm going to ask you what I call the one thing question. I usually uh, prep my interviews by telling you the last question is, what's the one thing you want us to remember or you want to emphasize or something new? So be thinking about that um, as if you can multitask while you can talk and think at the same time. I know you can. Anyway, we're hearing about uh, there's so many new technologies today like voice analytics and uh, you know, you've, we, you mentioned UI, but there's artificial intelligence. There's, um, you know, you mentioned the, the virtual assistant or the IVR. What's, uh, what are the best tools that companies should be looking at right now uh, to use to develop a better uh, customer support system? Yeah, so, so going back to AppConnect, we, um, uh, we launched three months ago our enterprise app store. And we call it App Store and not App Exchange as, as some others because we build in a way that uh, our customers can easily, through our UI, uh, add, add applications to talk to us, try them for free for 30 days, and if they like them, they can just pay as they go. So we create a really light way uh, to, to try, try new applications. And we, we start seeing the trends trends around it. So obviously customers will try and use uh, solutions like workforce management that are now much better in, in uh, optimizing and organizing their workforce. And optimized and organized workforce means that, that you have more agents and less wait time and, and a lot of things that really help your customers. Uh, a more interesting kind of newer approach is, is AI. And, and we see uh, a lot of solutions that, that we are now offering to our customers around AI. Um, one of them is voice analytics. 
uh, it became cheaper and cheaper to transcribe mm-hmm. calls now, and and this recordings that used to be this black hole that that uh, uh, you only analyze if you're if you're sued by a customer, uh, now became this this fountain of data because you can analyze them and then look for insights out of them. Whether it's sentiment, was it good or po- positive or negative, or or even insights. How do you how do your reps deal with pricing queries, or how to deal with uh, with bugs or with with um, uh, with apologies or any specific moments, so this is a great area that can impact training right. and and uh, and changing processes. So I love this area specifically because it it does allow the uh, the supervisors and the managers to kind of understand hundreds and thousands of calls a day um, in in a really easy way, and then turn it into better processes and better training that will you know turn into better customer service. Uh, and and there's also other uses of AI and just in predicting uh, things. AI is really good in predicting, uh, and and we have some solution will allow uh, customers to ask questions in simple simple English, like what's going to be the wait time on Monday morning if nothing changes, and uh, the AI algorithm will, will figure it out and, and give them answers. So there's a lot of interesting things that. Uh, could do could deal with two things really uh, optimize um, and, and make the agent more effective, uh, and then in return, more effective agent deliver higher customer satisfaction. So a lot of our focus is around these two items: how can we make the agents more effective so customers are more satisfied? Wow! All right, great information. And so we're we're running out of time. Um, where can people out learn more? Obviously, you can go to talkdesk.com, uh, but where can people learn about the latest contact center trends? Uh, you you have some information that you can share with us, places to go? So, of course, go to TalkTos.com, and there's a lot of information there. But if you go to TalkTos.com slash roadshows, you're also going to see just going on the road. We're going to be in, in New York, uh, Chicago, and Austin, and London. Uh, so uh, you can come and, and not only see us and hear what we think about customer service, but also meet our customers and meet some very smart speakers. Yeah, you know some of them. I know some of them. I know one of them anyway. And by the way, I'm honored. So if you're listening to this show uh, right after it comes out, upcoming very soon, I'll be in Chicago with you. I know you've got Chicago. Uh, you mentioned uh, New York, Austin, and London. I'll be in Chicago and in New York at those shows. But uh, lots of great ways to learn about what's going on. And all you need to do is go to talkdesk.com forward slash roadshow. Uh, to get information about that. As I promised, I'm going to ask for the one thing. What's one thing in just a few brief sentences that you want us to remember, something new or something you want to emphasize before we wrap up? To me, it's really back to customers. Don't deflect them. Answer them. Uh, speak with them. Talk with them. Make it easy. Make it effortless for them. It will pay off. Um, I, you know, if, if you want to summarize it, spend 10% less on marketing, spend 10% more on customer service, and you get much better and much more measurable results. All right. So 10% less on marketing and only 10% more on service? People spend so much money on marketing. I know. It's, it's, it's can, it can double customer service and, and definitely get much more uh, beneficial results. All right. How about this? Let's take 10% less out of marketing and apply it to customer service. I think that'll work too. And and any any way people want, you can even just add uh, in any way you want. Uh, my my message is uh, once you once you got a customer um, through the door, uh, you can you can do a lot to retain them in a, in, a, in a way which is much more cost effective than than continuing to trying to lure others uh, and not necessarily fulfilling your brand promise. So create a good brand promise, but then make sure you fulfill it. All right, excellent excellent advice, excellent thoughts, great thought leadership from Gadi Shamia of TalkDesk. 
Thanks so much. This is why we call it Amazing Business Radio. You've been amazing. I appreciate your insights. Thank you very much. Thank you, Chip. All right, everybody. You know what to do. Go out and take action. Take some notes on what we talked about today. And until next time, which will be next week, remember, always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.